Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 21 of the Vancouver Boys podcast. I am your host this week, Jake, and I'm joined as always by Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? And Marcus Keller. What's going on, everybody? Lots of fun stuff to get into this week. Um, we've got a lot of signings to go over. We've got some fun uh, topics we got lined up. Mm-hmm. But before we get into anything, Marcus, take it away. Just to remind our listeners, our fake sponsor of the week is just a placeholder for a real sponsor which we think we will be able to get someday. If you're looking to reach us for any sponsorship opportunities, you can always contact us on Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast, on TikTok at Vancouver Boys Podcast, on Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore, or, of course, for more official contacting reasons. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck, I don't know how to word that. (laughs) If you, you want to email you us, did, you, you definitely made the best decision there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel confident about this now. Yeah, well, uh, you reach us by email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by women. Much like the Carolina Hurricanes, it doesn't matter what you did or how long ago you did it, they're still pissed and plotting their revenge. <laughs> women, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Oh my God. It seemed topical. <laughs> what about. Okay. All right. Oh, um, well, it was nice knowing you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fun. I'm going to get murdered when I yeah, go. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Marcus has a girlfriend. Jake has a girlfriend. Uh, yeah. I might be doing this podcast on my own. Tyler's <laughs> reading the eulogies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was fun while it lasted. Yep. Yeah. Enjoyed it. 21 good episodes. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, we will get through this one. <laughs> yeah, Assuming they don't find out about that yeah. fake sponsor. All right, well, uh, I guess we should jump right into things. Uh, every episode, we always start with our Canucks news. Not a ton to go over this week, but some notable stuff as it is. First little piece of news is that uh, not really Canucks news anymore. Bit of an update to the Jake Vertanen situation. Sounds like he might be headed over to Russia. Yeah, SKA of St. Petersburg has rumored to have offered Jake Vertanen a 6 million, I'm sorry, their currency I believe is rubles? Rubles, yes. Rubles, uh, which translate in Canadian dollars to about $800,000. Wow. So a pretty significant pay cut from the $3 million he was supposed to make next year had Mm -hmm. we not bought him out. Yeah, I heard he was signing a league minimum, so... (laughs) That's rough. Yeah. Uh, interesting to note about SK St. Petersburg, that is actually where Vasily Podkolzin played his last season. Um, a quick little one I wanted to throw in is that Tyler Mott got engaged. Congrats, Mott. You got the first of three rings for marriages down. <laughs> what are the other two? Well, he's got the engagement ring. Yeah. Then comes the wedding ring. Yeah. Then the suffer ring. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually going to kill me. She's actually <laughs> going to kill me when I go doing? home. <laughs> uh, Marcus, you might not want to pop that second ring. Because <laughs> then you're safe. You can't get to yeah, the third that's one. That's right. Lock her up sec- with the first one. <laughs> yeah. Then just dangle it in front of her for the rest of her life. Yeah. yeah. that That's how you solve this problem you've created for yourself. That's correct. <laughs> um, right. And the last piece of Canucks news, and this is an interesting one. 
A Swedish article has come out documenting Louis Erickson's offseason and the trade and everything that's gone on with him over the past few seasons. And uh, this article seems to... The writers of this article seem to be big fans of Louis Erickson and not very big fans of the Vancouver Canucks, its management, or its fans. Whoa. Um, we're going to look at some quotes from this article, including the headline. Quote, unquote, Louis's bullying is over. It's like starting over. That's the headline of this article. <laughs> By the way, uh, this article is courtesy of rakapakar.com which I'm sure flawless I pro- Swedish accent I'm by sure the way. I pronounced that correctly um, seems legit yeah. some quotes from this article are despite the treatment Louis Erickson had to endure as the closest outcast in the Vancouver Canucks he throws no shit at southwestern Canada just looks ahead and thinks of his family bit of a Interesting one there. I'm not making this up. This is what it says. Yeah. Um, Another quote here. In the article, they said that when brought up the fact that Louis Erickson would not be playing with Vancouver anymore, he smiled, not just with his mouth, the eyes, the whole face work. (laughs) It is clear that the shackles that have kept Louis Erickson's hockey career locked up have finally been shattered. Wow. (laughs) I mean... The only thing Erickson was good for out there was scoring empty netters. So, I, shackles, Tyler. <laughs> he was in shackles that we've placed on him. Jeez. Wow. So that's what happened in the press box. Yeah, the Canucks were holding Louis Erickson back from being his yeah. full, full, true self. The so. article also revisits how a few seasons ago uh, Erickson did another interview with a Swedish Post talking about how him and Travis Green don't get along very well. And how he doesn't feel that he's trusted. Which is odd because in Travis Green's time here, he was played on the top line, the second line, the third line, the fourth line, the top power play unit, the top penalty killing unit. And in every other situation I can think of. They basically did everything with him except put him in net. (laughs) I'm not sure where this trust is that he was wanting to get that he didn't have. Maybe that's what he needed. Maybe he wanted to be the goalie. He also complained about being on the taxi squad, saying that it felt like there were 20 people in front of him in line, he said. Well, that's what it felt like while he was on the sidelines, mm. which is correct. <laughs> there, there were that many people in line in front of him that were yeah. better than him. I think I might have been in line in front of him. And <laughs> I don't even play for the team. Yeah, Michael Furland was above him on the depth chart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, yeah. I mean, someone's got to be on his side here. You know, like we can't can't imagine everyone in the world is taking the Canucks side in this this debate on whether he was properly used or not. Well, RecarTuckerPuck.com <laughs> definitely took his side. I mean, we did try and put him on the first line with the Sedins. Yeah, and no, that just yeah. didn't pan out. And then we, we tried with Pedersen. We tried with Horvat. We played him with Horvat forever. Horvat was putting up points, but I don't know what the hell Erickson was doing out there. That's what I mean. I Like, of all of it, you know, I get, you know, he was paid too much money. He couldn't get traded out because of it. I, I get that that was slightly unfair. But to say that the coach didn't trust him is, is just untrue. He played on the top line with the Sedins, the top line with Pedersen, the second line with Horvat for most of his time here. And, and everyone knew in that time he was a third or fourth liner, but he was still getting shopped around on the second line. So I, I'm not sure how he can say that the coach didn't trust him. He made $6 million to be on the taxi squad. <laughs> I don't know. I'd yeah. be pretty pretty thrilled for, for that. 
But I mean, like, there's something to say about this interview. He's going out on a sour note. He, his his legacy in Vancouver was already a bad one. Yeah. And this tarnishes it even more. Moving on from Louis Erickson. I think we ought to uh, I think we ought to get into the biggest goof of the week with uh, my segment. What a goof! Yeah, so welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my segment where I go uh, scour the internet and look for a story where the person, player, coach, organization, team, whatever, in the sports world went out there and did something stupid and made a goof of themselves. So this week, uh, I had a few options, and I narrowed it down to two, and I want to give you a bit of an honorable mention this week. Goes to the refereeing in the women's gold medal game. How the hell did they not blow the whistle when the puck went in the net? I realize it may have been hard to see, but it is overtime of a gold medal game, and they missed it, and they kept playing? Oh, that's a goof. The, the hard part is, is that's the rule, though. You play on until they review it upstairs. Yeah, no, I totally understand that, but the fact of the matter is, is that, like, if there, for me, if there's a question of the puck going in the net, like, it's a gold medal game, and they just let them play on. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I mean, the rule's the same in the NHL, right? If, you yeah. know, if a player thinks they've scored or whatever, but the ref waves it off, it's the same thing. It's play on until they sound the buzzer in the arena or until there's a stoppage mm. in play. But you're right. Like, imagine if that's Stanley Cup game seven overtime, right? Someone scores, yeah. and then th- that's, that's kind of like the worst way ever to find exactly. out. You know, exactly. where's that? You know, the gloves come off, you yeah. scream and the helmet, all the gear goes flying. Exactly, yeah. You, you don't get that. You mm-hmm. know, everyone just kind of comes off the bench mid-play. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it's... And also, it was a breakaway. She scored on a breakaway. Yeah. Should have been a, a huge deal. What a shot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> kidding. Rocket. I've heard a take, actually, that she is the most clutch hockey player of all time. I saw now, that. Now, this yeah. isn't saying the best or the most skilled or the fastest or whatever you want to say. This is just most clutch for timing as far as goals. What do you guys think? I, I saw I saw something on that too where she had the game winner this game. She had the game winner for the last gold medal mm-hmm. and another goal in that game. And she had both the goals against the USA the time before that when they won 2-0. Yeah, in uh, 2014 in Sochi, she had yeah. both goals. I, I know mean, we, sorry, we haven't mentioned her name yet. It's Marie-Philippe Poulet. Oh, Jesus. Man. Yeah, we might want to throw that in there, yeah. but yes. Especially Marie- because of how much I dunked on women at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> we should probably <laughs> yeah. give credit to what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, and she scored in the 2010 Olympic gold game here in Vancouver, too. Yeah. So yeah, this girl, at least on the international stage, is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the biggest goof of the week, a football team, high school football team, called Bishop Sycamore a high school football team had not one not two but three of their games televised in the United States wow I mean they got waxed in every game okay but the interesting part to this story the team was made up of 20 to 30 year olds and the high school did not exist the coach what? The te- <laughs> the co- <laughs> what? dude they got rinsed 58 nothing on live TV. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the coach of the team was a guy with a felony charge over his arrest. So he thought to himself, eh, I'm going to jail anyway. So he put together a high school football team made up of 20 to 30-year-olds, and they competed in this league and just got absolutely torched in three televised games. No idea how this happened. <laughs> a complete just 
breakdown in communication from high school football's perspective. But at the end of the day, it makes for a pretty funny story. They convinced ESPN to put them on the air <laughs> on live television. And these guys were, like Jake said, 20 to 30 I'm in years shock. old. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, okay, here's the thing. This isn't even on ESPN, right? This is, I would imagine the high school league went to them. And said, hey, oh, yeah, it's like some sort of game. like deal yeah. they have. It's with not ESPN. ESPN's job to research high schools in the area yeah, to and make check sure if they exist. <laughs> yeah, make sure the <laughs> team's legit. What team. was going on in the school board where they were like, oh, this team claims to be real and from a, <laughs> in a high school that we've just never heard of somehow? No one look into it. Set up a game and put it on TV. <laughs> their, their quarterback was like an overweight 30 year old dude who was just trucking people, he was playing quarterback and defense. <laughs> <laughs> So you know something's wrong. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand how they didn't look at the team and go, "Wow, all those players, they look like coaches." This guy's dirty. Oh my yeah. god. Anyway, hilarious. And story. they lost all three games. Oh, oh, yeah. They got rinsed, torched. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real how did he stuff. find enough guys that were even willing to go along with this? Dude, I would have played. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's you hilarious. Beat up some fifteen-year-olds. Hell yeah. I mean, like, as long as the players aren't the ones taking the fall for this, why not? <laughs> yeah, it's, like a lot of these guys are probably just like college dropouts, you know. Yeah, I they guess. went there to, to try to further their career, and or maybe they just had no plans after they graduated high school, and, and they wanted to go back to like football. high school football. Team. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Biggest scoop of the week. I think that story is hilarious. It is. But uh, yeah, that is amazing. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Great find, Jake. That is amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Biggest scoop of the week. Um. Anyway, I guess we should probably get on to some of the uh, the content of our episode this week. Uh, let's jump into some contracts. We won't spend too much time on this, but let's just touch on a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, big news for the Blues, apparently. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to our Blues analyst, yeah. Tyler Erlinson. Colton Pareko got signed. Hell yeah. <laughs> Eight-year contract <laughs> worth $6.5 per year. So do you guys think he's worth two point five million less a year than Darnell Nurse? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. that. I, I feel like Darnell Nurse is not like overly a better player than Pareko is. I think if Pareko was playing with Connor McDavid, you would see roughly the same numbers. So I like the contract. I think six and a half million is a, a oh yeah a very good contract for a player. Phenomenal contract of his caliber. So I love it. I was just going to say that. I, I don't think it's necessarily that Nurse is worth more. I think you just have to pay more to keep players in Edmonton than you do to keep them in St. Louis. Very true. Right? I've seen a lot of people say that this is a bit of a hometown discount that uh, Pareko was giving the Blues, whereas Nurse uh, Nurse was not given no discounts. <laughs> <laughs> I want my He's money. A fucking markup to play there. <laughs> yeah, show me the money. What a, what a phenomenal contract. But... Not the best contract signed this week. Sadly, I I think I can agree with this. <laughs> best contract of the week. Easily. Ellie Tolvanen signing with the Nashville Predators. Three years, $1.45 million each year. That's a steal. That, Need, is, that yeah. is a steal. Needless to say, I am overjoyed with this contract. Ellie Tolvanen was a first-round pick in 2017. He has slowly made gains over the years. Last year, he had six power play goals, which led the team. He has been growing each year. Phenomenal player. And uh, I am just 
like I said, overjoyed, stoked. I'm so happy they signed this contract, and I think it's going to be a, just a ton of fun watching this guy continue to develop. So because Nashville is a relatively obscure market and no one knows anything about them. Um, Honestly, like, what is this, 2001? Like, they've been in the league for like 25 years, man. Really? Yes. (laughs) Well, good for them. Um, But for all the Vancouver fans out there listening to this who have no idea who this guy is, uh, could you compare him to like a Canucks player? Help them out and understand like who this guy could be kind of like? Vladimir Tarasenko. No. Yes, not Canucks a, fans. Not this a is a Canucks. direct comparison to Vladimir Tarasenko. <laughs> not a Canucks player, but I think he has that type of potential. It's hard to compare him to a player on the Canucks because they don't really have an exact fit. But if I had to pick one, I would say Nils Hoglander. That's about where I would put the comparison. Okay. Like skill-wise, at least. It's kind of similar. Yeah, I With, mean... He's got a better shot, though. Yeah, well, it's it's tough because like Colvin no, does. Yeah, le- a little less grit, but a, a little more sniping. Yeah. Okay, it's a it's, little more sniping. Okay, <laughs> like okay. just I really like that phrase. Just a little more sniping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's got a wicked shot, and uh, he's he's building up a good two way game. So we'll see where he where he goes from there. But it's really tough to find an exact comparison because he's also more of like a third liner who's going to move his way up onto the second line. Whereas Hoglander obviously played last year on the second line. But that's um, on a not a very deep team though. Well yeah. But then again I'd compare the two teams last year for sure. I think they were okay. I think the Prides were a better team last year than the Canucks, but not by much. Um Ellie Tolvanen also a bit of a bigger frame than uh, Hoglander, but then again, so was everyone else in the NHL. Um, for UC Saros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the, I'm just so happy that, that they got this deal signed. I think it's a phenomenal deal. And I really hope that they give him the room to grow. Like, I hope they put him on the power play more. I hope they uh, move him up on the depth chart. I hope he gets first line minutes or at least second line minutes. Um, and really, really give this guy the freedom to uh, to play. Because also, the Preds have so many good prospects coming in. Um, you know, Philip Tomasino, who they drafted in 2019, is a phenomenal uh, prospect as well. And I think he probably cracks the lineup this year. So, it's interesting because they definitely moved out Arvidsson for a reason. And I think it may be to give uh, Tolvin in the room to play on the first line there. May, okay. But more likely probably on the second for the, at least the beginning of the season. Would you not agree with the Tarasenko potential? Same sort of player. I can see where you're coming from for sure, but I don't think he has the ceiling there. I, I don't think he'll ever be a first line winger with like Fair. Tarasenko, Ovechkin levels of of uh, scoring. But, like but, I just don't but think play he gets style there. though, kind of like sure, yeah, where, where you can kind of get into it. He's got that bigger frame and he's got that really good shot. Okay, that's, so kind of like kinda... a watered down Tarasenko then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, and I'm not putting it past him. Maybe he'll surprise me. I'd love it if he did, and and started outperforming. You know my I, expectations. I yeah, well, I I hope you're right, <laughs> but uh, I think that that Tarasenko like is a good comparison. But we'll see where he ends up. Yeah. But one way or another, three by one point four five. That's a wicked contract. Yeah, man. I mean, I love it if Hoaglander signed that when his ELC <laughs> is over. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would have loved it if that's what they signed fucking Tanner Pearson to, because it probably would have been a fair contract for that guy. But yeah, you're you're correct. I if that was the contract, I wouldn't have complained at all. I would have said, "Cool, decent, fine." I, I would I would be like, "Absolutely, that is a fantastic contract." Thank yeah. you, Benning. <sighs> when was the last time we could say that? <laughs> uh, let me uh, look back in my calendar here. <laughs> 
think probably when he drafted Hoaglander and Vasily. But like, when did he sign a contract that we all went, yeah, that's a great contract? Um, Bo? Oh. Um, I like Bo's contract. Yeah, Bo's contract is good. I was even going to say uh, Connor Garland's contract is pretty good. Yeah, but that's about what we expected. I'm talking about like yeah. a good contract. We, we all went, yeah, that's a good contract. I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Myers. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for proving my point, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of much, really. I feel like there might have been one this offseason, like one of the smaller ones that I can't think of right now. Actually, yeah, the Dickinson contract might not be bad. Yeah, I mean, they're expecting yes. him to play on the third line, right? That's right, yeah. So and that, that one, huge. he went to arbitration for that one, too. So it wasn't totally Jim Benning. <laughs> that true. was an arbitrator Jesus, yeah. deciding what he was Never worth. giving this guy credit <laughs> unless he has earned <laughs> Thank it. Thank you, arbitrator. <laughs> I want arbitrator yeah, the at the arbitrator's home. a better yeah. GM than Jim Benning. <laughs> Can we hire this guy? <laughs> anyway, uh, well, let's let's move on. Uh, we got a bunch of contracts I'd like to at least touch on. Um, we'll kind of group these two together. Sean Couturier and Andrei Svechnikov sign identical contracts, eight year by $7.75 million for their respective teams. Um, obviously, uh, my opinion is I think Andrei Svechnikov is a far better player than Sean Couturier, so it makes more sense for him to get that contract. Is Svech also not like significantly younger? Uh, yeah, he's a couple years younger for sure. Yeah, like it, I think it's like five years, isn't it? Or is it maybe not that much? Let me look it up real quick. Who are you looking? I'll look the other one. Uh, I'll go Couturier. Let us know when you're done spelling Svechnikov. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but fuck you. <laughs> it's 21. Svech is 21. Svech is 21? Yeah. When's his birthday? He just had it in March. Fuck off, really? How old's Couturier? 26, I think. Couturier turns 29 in December. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so he's... This contract has him going until he's 37. Holy oh, Jesus. My. So he's eight years older. Yeah. Yeah. Quick math. Way to go. <laughs> Quick maths. And he signed an eight-year contract. Jesus. Yeah, he... So let's now start this suddenly, debating. Yeah, this is let's suddenly. debate who's is better. I call Svechnikov. You guys take Couturier. <laughs> yeah, no. Right, uh, I will take the Couturier. Couturier yeah, well, contract. you're going to be alone on that island, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. I had no idea he was that much older. And didn't he sign it after Svech? I don't know. It um, might have been. I think it was the same day. It was day. the same day. But either way, like the GMs don't talk to each other. They're not like, hey, we're going to sign our 21-year-old Phenom for this contract. And someone said, oh, yeah, I'll sign our 29-year-old for that same thing. <laughs> Just copy-paste yeah. it. I mean, like, let's not pretend that Couturier isn't one of the better players on that team. But, Jesus, that's a lot of money for a long time. Now that's like... For a guy who's almost 30. You know what that contract reminds me of? <laughs> Oliver ekman Larson. No, not quite. Mm, I was going to say, I, I, I... That takes him until he's older than OEL is right now. <laughs> yeah, but OEL still has seven years left on his contract. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think Couturier gets underappreciated, though. Well, he's overpaid I, now. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if he's overpaid for the first four years of this contract. No, definitely not. But it's the back half. Though. The yeah, last four it's, years. It's the fact that that's only half. <laughs> the, that's the problem. The, the last four years, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, that's a buyout. That's a trade deadline or off-season dump like Who the, yeah, that's that? like a, you're, you're gonna have to move picks to get oh, rid of that guys we're gonna end up with couturier 
Benning will take him in like the yeah. third year of his contract. Yeah, no, Benning. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be like five years left. And he's like, yeah, that's a yeah, perfect no. fit. Couturier is going to get bought out three years in, sign another eight-year deal, and then Benning is going to trade <laughs> with him a year later. <laughs> OEL for Couturier. Great. And OEL's last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, those two contracts. Interesting that they're the same for two wildly different players, but yeah, I moving like, on. I like the Shveshnikov. Yeah. Contract. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think that's a phenomenal contract. I mean, if you if you had signed that contract a few years ago, I would have been surprised, though, because like we said, he's only 21 years old, and making that much money at that age is kind of surprising coming right out of an ELC. Yeah, they're usually, really banking on him. Yeah, usually you need a bit of a like bridge deal to make sure. Like, Can you imagine if they had signed Bester to like this huge, exorbitant contract just coming out of his ELC? I mean, granted, he has played well for the team, but I think it would have been a bit of an overpayment, so that's why they signed him to the deal they did. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should move on. The, the New York Islanders just decided to come out on Wednesday and dis- and announce they've signed f- half their team. Yeah. Um, Four so, contracts. Yeah, uh, and, f- well, potentially five with the Parise signing. Right. Um, yes. So the players signed were Ilya Sorokin, Casey Sezikis, Kyle Palmieri, Anthony Beauvillier, and... Zach Parise. We don't know yet what the contract with Parise is, but we know that he's committed to the Islanders. Of those contracts, there's probably only one or two that are really interesting, but the big one that I found uh, pretty compelling is the Kyle Palmieri contract. He is making the same amount of money for the same amount of time as the best goalie in the NHL. Carey Price? I didn't I didn't know they signed Palmieri to a $10.5 million deal. <laughs> UC Saros, Ugh. same contract. I think I might need to quit this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. You guys will see. Next year, he's going to prove to the world he's the best goalie in the world. Under five feet tall. Oh, didn't you want to make a bet on this? I'll make a bet. All right, let's go. All right. What's I'm, the terms? In. If he gets nominated for the Vesna, okay. you have to post on all of your social medias a picture of you in a Preds jersey. Oh, Saying how much you love UC Saros. Oh. If not, if he doesn't get nominated for the Vesna, I'll do the same. End of sentence. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I will do the same in a jersey of your choice, player of your choice. All right. <laughs> well, that could be fun. All right. What if I'm waiting? I want to know who he picks. I'm not giving you time to decide. Man, it would have to be a jersey that I own. I don't want to buy one just mm-hmm. for this occasion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. I was thinking, just pick a Blues jersey. You don't have any Jimmy VC jerseys I, lying around. I was you? like, I think I might just have to go buy one. Might be worth it. <laughs> I was talking more along the lines of like a Blues jersey, though, because I figured you're right, fair. Team. Yeah, we can do a Blues jersey. Okay. What player? The next one I buy. Okay. Because okay. the, the the two Blues jerseys I have are in frames. And then former players. <laughs> and I don't want to take them out, but yeah, it'll probably end up being something along the lines of a Jordan Cairo or Robert Thomas kind of deal. Okay. Deal. All right. So May or June of 2022, mm-hmm. we'll circle back. Tyler and I. I'm going to enjoy not being part of this. Good luck, <laughs> gentlemen. No, no, no. You don't get to get out of it that easy. Well, I feel like I just did. Pick a side. I'm going to pick my own side. You know, a three-way bet here. Okay. Ooh. I bet that Thatcher Demko gets nominated for the Vesna. He will take that step this year. He will get nominated for the Vesna. But if he doesn't? He will. 
<laughs> if he doesn't, you have to don a Boston Bruins jersey Ooh. and admit that Tim Thomas was better than Roberto Luongo. Oh, oh, that's, okay, that's way worse than oh, what you have to do. That's worse than both of you guys. Oh, I don't know. I just came in here for fun at the end. Not this ain't fun. This, oh my this God. was never about fun. No. All right, well, put it this way. If, if he does get nominated... I will have a Demco jersey by then for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll definitely get some pictures of you guys in that. Okay. The Bruins and Tim Thomas thing, that's a bit steep. You got anything <laughs> else? That's that that's a that's a tough sell. All right. I don't know if the risk is worth the reward there. I don't know. I thought the Tim Thomas thing was good. I know, me too. Cause you have a Boston jersey, right? Yeah. Oh I have a Sagan jersey. Oh Ew. that's just what makes it so much better. Because I don't really, I don't really have a jersey of a team that you would dislike. It's got to be Boston. All okay. right, we won't make you post about Tim Thomas. No, I was, I was gonna say, I'll take pictures in the jersey and you I'll can, post it, but I'm not doing the Tim Thomas thing. You have to say Marshan <laughs> is not a rat. Fine. Okay. So here's the deal: mm-hmm. if Demko does not get nominated, you're gonna take a picture in a Boston Bruins jersey, okay. and you have to admit Brad Marshan. He's not a dirty player. He's not a rat. He's a good guy. Good player. I'll admit that he's not a rat. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll post that on social media. All right. And then you got to get Brad Marchand tattooed on your back. (laughs) (laughs) No. In the art style of Ratatouille. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. And if he does get nominated, you both have to wear the Demko jersey for a picture and post about how he is the best goalie in the league. All right, I'm fair. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. What if UC Soros and Thatcher Demko get nominated for the Vesna? Then whoever wins it? Yes. What if they're both runner-ups? Then I think just Tyler takes a huge L here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. If they're both nominated for the Vesna and they're both runner-ups, I will take the double L. Oh, okay. I like okay. it. All right. I like that scenario. Okay. This works good for me. If this happens, I'm going to kill you both, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're both playing on fringe teams that might make the playoffs and might not. And I can't remember the last time a Vesna winner came on a team that barely made the playoffs or didn't. True. And if Bobrovsky wins the Vesna, me and Jake will both do the cinnamon oh, fuck, challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anything you... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're getting St. Louis Blues tattooed across your forehead. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Go I'll Blues. take that. I'll take <laughs> it. This is going to be a fun season no matter how you look at it. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Someone's losing. Yeah. I'm excited. That's going to be. <laughs> anyway, um, why don't we head into break? Uh, we got a lot coming up in the second half of the show. So uh, stick around. It's only going to be like 10 seconds for you guys. <laughs> But we're going to go off, take a bit of a break, and we'll be right back right after a word from our fake sponsor. So stick around. Today's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by women. Much like the Carolina Hurricanes, it doesn't matter what you did or how long ago you did it. They're still pissed and plotting their revenge. Women, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. We'll be right back. Hey 
Hey, welcome back from break, everyone. Uh, welcome to the second half of the show. We've got a lot planned for the second half, so let's waste no time and get right into it. Rumors this week came up, but they were attached to a very important piece of news, and that was that the Carolina Hurricanes offer sheeted Kasperi Kotkaniemi $6.1 million for one year. Is this to spite Montreal for offer sheeting Sebastian Ajo? Is this a strategical move from Carolina? Or is this just them being goofs? Whatever it is, this could backfire on anyone. It's very risky because this is a huge overpayment for KK. It's a huge overpayment. Yeah, but it's only for one year. It is, but it's still three times what he's worth for one year. So if either of these teams is pushed up against the cap ceiling at all, you know, it's okay. Do you let one of your better young players walk and get a first and I believe a third round draft pick in return? Or do you sign him for way more than he's worth, even though it's just for one season? Because Montreal is a team that's looking to prove that they weren't lucky last year. Even though we all think they were, they're really trying to prove we can make it back there. So if they're trying to sign those pieces that are going to help them get back there, this really doesn't help them. I think when you really like dive into it and really look at it, I think in the big picture, they're trying to make a big play. Who? Montreal. Okay. So I think this offer sheet for KK helps them because then they don't have to worry about signing him. They get a first and a third. They can go after a big fish like Jack Eichel. The one thing that I think is important to, to note here, though, is that it's a first and a third from a very good team. It's not like a good first. Still, it's that, not about that first. It's about the fact that Montreal has also hoarded their draft picks for next season, and they have 12 picks in seven rounds. Yeah. So with these 12 picks and maybe some prospects or some other players, you can easily make a play for Jack Eichel. If Weber's on LTIR, frees up a lot of cap, and you can easily afford him. So. Well, let's hope that for Shea Weber's case, he is not on LTIR and that his career is not over. Well, or that, or may, he might even retire. Let's, Which let's, as, ho- let's hope he doesn't. As we found out, Shea Weber retiring would be a big issue, not for the Montreal Canadiens, but for the Nashville Predators, who would have to pay $5 million in cap recapture each season for the next five seasons. They're not in a rebuild. They well, aren't. they might have to if they have to pay that. <laughs> but they might end up in one. <laughs> Thanks to Weber. <laughs> yeah. I think we got a question in our inbox about that. We'll touch on that later. Sure. Um, before we move on from the KK situation, though, I thought it would be interesting to reach out to um, a Canadians fan and get their take on it. So I reached out to a listener of the podcast, Cole, and I wanted to get his take on it. What he said about it is he said it was a lot of fun to watch KK. But he didn't think that they were going to match the offer or that KK even wanted to return to Montreal. Mm. He thought it was really funny that the Canes organization even made the move and that the $20 signing bonus was the biggest fuck you that he had ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he he goes on to mention that it'll be a great rivalry to watch this year. And uh, he says he's real happy that he got a Suzuki jersey this year instead. (laughs) Yeah, Suzuki. It is really petty, even right down to the tweets. Have you seen like the, oh, yeah. the public statements that they've made? How they just their exact matches of what uh, Montreal released a few years ago mm-hmm. when they offer sheeted Sebastian Ajo. It's yeah. like it's the same thing. It's yeah. very petty, but it's very entertaining. 
Yeah, the, the person who's in charge of the Carolina Hurricanes Twitter is just a savage. And he deserves a raise. Yeah. <laughs> or she. Or she. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we've got a new segment that we're going to start this week. And I don't really want to call it a segment because it's only going to be for the next four episodes. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through all the different positions in the league. Forwards, centers, defense, and goalies. And we're going to give you our, you guys our uh, take on who we think is the best. One through ten in each position. And then defend ourselves a little bit. But before we start going into that, there's a couple more pieces of uh, news that we need to tidy up. And the first being that uh, the NHL Players Association is apparently close to a, a deal with the IOC for the Winter Olympics this February. That's right. We could see the NHL players in Beijing this year. Yeah, I mean... Or like, next year, technically. <laughs> 2018 sucked. Yeah. So I pray that they can get over there. Hey, I mean, Germany did surprisingly well. That was fun. Yeah, but Russia just ran the table. Yeah, but <laughs> Germany did pretty good. All right. And Russia's going to run the table again <laughs> if things don't change. I was going to say, of all the embarrassing yeah, Kar- things... going to hold out until March. But don't worry, we'll have Jake Bertanen playing on our team. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, of all the embarrassing things that's happened to Willie Desjardins in his coaching career, he had Canada in the Olympics and did not get a medal. Even if you're talking about players that aren't in the NHL, that's embarrassing. Dude, that squad had like Mason Raymond as their best player. (laughs) (laughs) Russia had like Kovalchuk and Datsuk. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of players on the team that I have never even heard of before. Yeah, but they didn't use Mason Raymond to his full potential. (laughs) Yeah, no no spinoramas. Yeah, there was no shootout. Yeah, unfortunately. So along those same lines, the uh, IIHF uh, sounds like they're trying to uh, disqualify China from getting into the Olympics this year. Yes, and the reason that I saw was they're trying to avoid global embarrassment in yeah. the sport of hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being part of the reason? Like, you're, you're getting recruited for that team. Yeah. And they're being told, we don't want you to play <laughs> because you make the sport look bad. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I saw a story this week. I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but it was something like the Chinese teams were getting blown out in every game they were playing, and it was just like they, if they competed in the Olympics, it just would not be pretty. Not good for the sport at all. Well, not not only that, but the groupings have been announced for the Olympics. That's right, yeah. And China is in the same group as Canada and the United States. <laughs> Easy dubs for China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but... China, I don't know if you heard, has rebuttaled this and has come up with a solution that they Uh-oh. can try to recruit players from other countries and have them try to gain citizenship before the Olympics start. In other <laughs> okay. words, Jake Vertanen literally isn't a local boy anymore. He's Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, once he officially gets his Chinese citizenship... And he starts playing for Team China, then you can revoke his local boy status. I feel okay. like I feel like there's so many players they would pick before him. But, but how many are willing to become Chinese? <laughs> yeah, you do realize if you're Chinese, you have to like partake in the army. <laughs> you have to serve. You have obligations. Yeah. You're not just here to play hockey. Exactly. You have a responsibility as a Chinese citizen. I think. I think instead of China playing, they should just put like a midget. 
Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> back into this. No, no, no. Like, Midgets aren't no, the no, solution no, to not, everything, No, Tyler. like a midget AAA hockey team from Canada. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not actual midgets. Thought you meant like actual midgets. It should just ice a bunch of midgets. I, I think better than the that Chinese. So badly. <laughs> Imagine cinematically what that would look like. <laughs> yeah, goalie would probably it would get be lit a up team pretty good. Full of UC Soros. Oh god. No, UC Soros would look like a giant out there. First no, time in he'll, his he'll, life. He'll start for Team Finland for sure. Probably. Man. Anyway, the Olympics are going to be a lot of fun to watch. I just. I hope to God that NHL players can go. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be rough. Nah. Are there, is there even one? Oh, no, there's, there's a Chinese player in the NHL. Uh, is it Josh Ho Sang? Pretty sure he's Canadian. No, it's it's like a draft pick. It's like a prospect somewhere. Oh. There is. A, it, yeah, he was drafted not too long ago, but he's a prospect. He's not like a, oh, okay. he's not a name you would know. He's he's going to be their captain. Though. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's be the he's, only player on the team. <laughs> going to be doing a lot of double shifts. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's get into the new segment, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So uh, why don't we start with wingers? Let's list off our top ten wingers in the NHL and uh, oh, see where we end 10? up with. So, uh, Marcus, why don't you start, give us your top three, then Tyler will give us his top three, I will give my top three, and then we will uh, move on from there. What are the odds you think our top threes are the same? Zero. No chance. So we're going for... None of us agree on anything. (laughs) There's no way. I I think there's... Well, it's impossible. There's no way you picked anything near my list. So Then why did you even ask the question? (laughs) I was just just trying to get a, a betting slip out there, you know? Maybe, yeah, sure. maybe the listeners throw out a bet real quick. So, sorry, who's starting here? You are. I am. Oh, boy. Yeah. Give us so your top three. Top one, two, three. three. All right. Number one. Actually, you know what? Go three, two, one. <laughs> That's more cinematic. You're right. It is. <laughs> it would. Okay. Um, at number three, I have Alexander Ovechkin. At number two, I have David Pasternak. And at number one, I have Artemi Panarin. It seems not overly controversial. Sure. Go ahead, Tyler. At number three, I have Patrick Kane. At number two, I have Nikita Kucherov. And at number one, I have Artemi Panarin. Mine's very similar. Number three, Nikita Kucherov. Number two, David Pasternak. And number one, Artemi Panarin. All right, I feel like our top threes are all pretty reasonable. I don't think anyone's really going out on a limb for any of these. But uh, here's where it's going to get a little bit more interesting. Marcus, take it away. Four through six. Okay, at number four, I have Nikita Kucherov. At number five, I have Rantanen. And at six, just like his jersey number, I've got Brock Besser. (laughs) Wow. Brock Besser at six? Absolutely. All right. We'll this, is, this is a this is a Canucks Canucks fans list for yeah, sure. Yeah, apparently Brock Besser, the sixth best winger in the league. Oh, he's up there, all right. Uh, um, my number four spot, I have Alexander Ovechkin. Number five, I have Jonathan Huberto. Number six, I have David Pasternak. Do you have Pasternak at six? Yep. Wow. Why do you think he's so low? He's playing with Bergeron and Marchand. 
I mean, those sound like good things. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't make him good. It makes him look better than he actually is. All right. Well. I think if he's on his own, I, I think he just doesn't have the skill that all these other players do. Okay. Well. For me, at number four, I have Jonathan Huberto. At number five, I have Philip Forsberg. And at number six, I have Miko Rantanen. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think Philip Forsberg is so underrated. Like, I I would be surprised if you guys even have him on your list. But I, think I, I don't think five. I would have him in my top 25 list. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, for God's sake. You're not going to find him on my list. <laughs> what the fuck? Really? You also wouldn't find Besser on my list. Either, well, right? well, that's ridiculous. That's, no, that's just Absolutely stupid. ridiculous. <laughs> Go ahead. Why don't you give us your uh, 7 through 10? Give us the rest of your list. 7 through 10. All right. We'll rattle off these ones pretty quick. At number 7, I have Mark Stone. At number eight, I have Svechnikov. Number nine, I have Patrick Kane. Number 10, I have Matthew Kachuk. Uh, at number seven, I have Miko Rantanen. At number eight, I have Mark Stone. At number nine, I had to pick a player from my team, so Vladimir Tarasenko. And number 10, Svechnikov. <laughs> Tarasenko <laughs> definitely was a top 10 winger. There was a time. Well, so you know, I wanted to, that time current, is over. I wanted, to pick, I wanted to pick a player from my team, just yeah. like you guys did, except for my player should be in the top 20-ish. Your guys You're right, top 20. That. You're right, top 20. Yeah. This is a top 10 list. Yeah, and you I know think, what? If, if you're picking blues that are going to be on the blues for a while, <laughs> they're on your team. I think, I think Tarasenko's a better winger than Besser... And Forsberg. Right now. You think he's you better joking? than them right now? 100%. You're out of your mind. He was hurt all last year. He didn't play. <laughs> exactly. And he's still better. No. Oh, my God. Dude. No. What the get hell? Get out of here. The coming from the guy that said that Pasternak's not a good forward because he's playing with Bergeron <laughs> yeah. and Marchand. I didn't say he's not a good you know, forward. Put, you I put, said he's worse than the five in front of him. Yeah. But if you put Tarasenko on the fourth line in St. Louis, he's a scrub. He's not doing anything. Well, not That's anymore. Why I have Pasternak ahead of Tarasenko. I know, but I know. I was just using that as my rationale as to why I was making that point. You watch next year. Tarasenko is going to have more points than Besser and Forsberg. Call for, it right now. for the New Jersey Devils. For whichever. Wherever the hell wherever, he ends up. Doesn't matter where he plays. <laughs> doesn't matter where he plays. Top 10 winger. Yep. Vladimir Tarasenko. Yep. Still. Oh, man. 100%. Hell. Uh, All right. Well, on that lovely note, let me give you the rest of my list. Number seven, Brad Marchand. Number eight, Patrick Kane. Number nine, Mark Stone. And number 10, Andrei Svechnikov. I feel like I'm not really going out on a limb, but one thing I'd like to note, I don't have Alex Ovechkin on my list. I don't have either of the Kachuk brothers on my list. So those would be my three honorable mentions, and I don't believe that at present time they belong on my list. And yeah, obviously I don't have Tarasenko or Besser on my list either. Besser belongs on this list. <laughs> um. I don't have Kachuk on my list, so <laughs> I'm with I you. I thought on you that had. One. I thought you had. You had Matthew Kachuk. Did you? Know? Oh no, you. Marcus had, I had him, but it was close. I had him at the tenth spot, so right. he was very close for me. But right. he made. He cracked the list. Um, this I gotta say, this is a hard one too because we are comparing right and left wingers. So there's a lot of players, yeah. a lot of compiling to do. I'm happy with my list, though. I, I'm pretty proud of this. This is about the order. In if I'm a GM and these players are all available in some magical superstar draft, this is the order I'm taking them in. You're taking uh, Nikita Kucherov fourth? <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. <laughs> what? You think he should be higher? Who, who, do you have, who do you have above him again? I know you have Panarin, Pasternak, Pasternak, and Ovechkin. Ovechkin. You have Ovechkin <laughs> over Kucherov. Yep. 100%. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't like Kuch. I don't like him. Well, he's a cheater. 
Filthy yeah. cheater. I, I draft players based on their attitude. I don't like his <laughs> <Okay>. attitude. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love Patrick Laine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did not make my top 100 list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. If I'm oh. drafting Fortnite players, he's going number one. <laughs> yeah. If I'm building my ideal Chell squad, <laughs> he's number one for sure. Oh, I should have put him on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just snuck him in at 10 just to get a reaction out of you guys. Yeah. You would have got a reaction for sure. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that was a blast. I had a lot of fun picking on you guys because I think your lists are terrible. But uh, stick with us. Next week, we will move on to defensemen. Yeah, we'll do defense. Sure, we'll do defensemen next week. So stay tuned for that. And also, join the conversation. Message us on Instagram, and we will put your message on our Instagram story with who you think is in your top 10 or where we got it wrong. Let us know. Well, I didn't get anything wrong. Neither did I. A short conversation. yeah, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> don't bother sending us anything because we know you're going to be wrong anyway. In fact, unfollow us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, come back next week when we discuss defensemen. Okay, why don't we jump into some questions from our listeners. Um, if you guys are interested in sending us your questions for us to discuss on the podcast, follow our Instagram account at Vancouver Boys Podcast, and you can send us DMs or we put up a weekly story uh, where you can ask us your questions and then we will get to them in the next episode of the podcast. So, uh, the first question of the week is, can you rank the seven Canadian teams in order of the media attention they get from TSN and Sportsnet? That's a doozy. Yeah. Pretty hard to figure out what number one should be. The Maple Leafs. (laughs) That's them. Yeah, I mean, pretty unanimous, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's the whole point of the question, right? They get way too much media attention compared to the rest of the teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, number two, I think, is also pretty clear. It's f- it's fuzzy, but I do know the answer. Yeah. Tyler, why don't you say it for us? The Montreal Canadiens. Exactly, yeah. 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 Um, not really a surprise there. Uh, they get a ton of media attention because they are the lone French-speaking uh, team. They are, you know, one of the most storied teams. Makes sense. Big fan base. Give and it to TSN them. has a whole branch of their channel dedicated to French followers. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to get more uh, yeah. attention off of that. Yeah. Following that, um, personally, I would have to say probably the Edmonton Oilers. I would say yes, but mostly because of McDavid. Before yeah. McDavid, it, it wasn't like that so much. But as of right now, yes, because they have McDavid and Dreisaitl, they, they definitely rank third on this list. Absolutely. Okay, uh, number four. This is where it gets a bit hazy for me. The most media attention, the, the fourth most, would be the Winnipeg Jets, I think. You think it's the Winnipeg Jets? I do, but be only because they're successful right now. Mm. When they get less successful, they will get zero to no attention because they, their fan base, while passionate, is small. So yeah. they, they there's not as much money to be made there. Sure, yeah. Next up, I'd say it's probably Vancouver in the in the five spot. Um, personally, I actually think that they probably get about the same, if not more, than the Winnipeg Jets. But, uh, yeah, I'd say Vancouver's probably there at number five. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And then uh, number six, I'm probably going to go with the Ottawa Senators. Really? Yeah. I think Ottawa gets more media attention than Calgary. Again, I, I would say that's I would say that's true, but that's new to last season because they have all these young guys. They've got Kachuk. They've got Stutzla. Uh, and there are other guys. It's just very, um, uh, other than that, 
That, that's why. That's the only reason why. Yeah. The, the bottom of the list will shuffle every year. Just who's good, right? Exactly. Like when when Carlson and Stone were in Ottawa, they were getting a ton of media attention. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, but that's kind of the order that I was expecting to. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next question. Does Kotkaniemi go to Colorado? Probably does, not. <laughs> does Kotkaniemi go to Carolina? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think he's going there as yeah. well. Uh, 2005 to 2014 Crosby or 2015 to present McDavid? Whoa, that's uh. I'm gonna go the present McDavid. I, I will too, but that but that's that's hesitant though. Like I, that feels like the obvious answer, but there's a case to be made for both sides. Only one of those players won a cup in that time, so there you go. Something to be made of that. But also, but one also of those players st- had to play for the Oilers. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd still go McDavid, but only because. Yeah. Um, is Tavares making Team Canada? No. No, he's going to get edged out by Horvat. I Probably think he'll be not. <laughs> I think he'll be like a like a an extra? Yeah, like a seventh defenseman style. I don't know how many forwards. I don't think he's going to be a defenseman. Well, no, but <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be the third goalie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to carry the third goalie John Tavares. Um, how will Montreal do this season? Not as good as last season in terms of playoff production and, and uh, performance. You think they make the playoffs? No. Who is better, Chris Tanev or Tucker Pullman? Chris Tanev, and it's not close. <laughs> I would agree with that 100%. <laughs> um, I actually wouldn't. I think that really? Tucker Pullman slightly edges out Chris Tanev, um, but only because of age. And also, Chris Tanev has been beaten and bruised his entire career. And he is injury prone. And yeah, well, The last I two seasons, he's been pretty good at, at staying healthy. Yeah, but again, I today, coming into the season, I think I'd rather have Tucker Pullman than Chris Tanev. Contracts aside, I would take... Tanev, but with the contracts they have, I would probably still take Tanev. Yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, opinion on Mario Lemieux in his prime? Uh, he was d- pretty good. D- yeah, <laughs> a couple cups, yeah. Legendary player, <laughs> Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who will start, Campbell or Morozik? Mer- I uh, I think they're gonna split, and then Morozik's gonna take the crease closer to the end of the year. Uh, do we think that the Flames are gonna make a big trade, and if so? Who are they going to trade for? Pretty sure they're going Gaudreau for Tarasenko. <laughs> We've covered this before. That guy. I can see it happening for no reason at all. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. The team is brutal and they need to blow it up. So make as many trades as you want. I would say move out Gaudreau, move out Monahan, keep uh, Kachuk, Markstrom, and sell everyone else. Uh, who's going to be better at the end of the season in terms of points, Garland or Hoglander? I'm going to go Garland. I think I would too, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I love Hoaglander, but a lot of Vancouverites don't realize how good Garland was on a terrible Arizona team. I, I think he's really going to surprise people. Yep. But don't don't take anything away from Hoaglander. I think Hoaglander is still going to have a oh, great yeah. season. He's going to take a but, step, yeah. but I don't Hopefully. think he's going to catch Garland in one year. Yeah, no. he's just going to get less minutes too, I, I think. Yeah. Is Ethan Bear going to have a great season in Raleigh? I think he's going to have, I mean, that's, I, I don't see him changing that much. I, I don't see him taking a huge step. I see him playing very similarly. Yeah, I mean, he's going from a team that was really weak defensively to a team that's really stacked defensively. So I think his numbers will look better, but I don't really know if he's going to make much of a step because he's probably going to have less responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Actually, the um, Carolina lost Dougie Hamilton back there. So, I mean, they're still going to be pretty stacked, but just not quite as stacked. Yeah, they still got a few pretty good pieces, though, on D. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. So I think they're still going to be good. Slavin. 
Will the Bruins go far in the playoffs this year? I don't see them getting a hell of a lot worse than they were last year. Well, the Atlantic's the best division, so. I'm going to say they're not going to go far, and that's because they lost a giant piece of their second line in David Krejci. Yeah. But they signed Hall, so he'll be with the team for a full year. Yeah, but. I'd say second round bounce. Again, yeah. I'm going to say they don't make the playoffs. Really? You think they miss? Well, okay. Who makes it? Tampa? Florida, Toronto, Montreal. Like I don't understand who beats Boston. I, I think, out. I think you, ha- you have two teams taking the wild card from the the Metro, and you have the top three as in Toronto, Florida, um, and Tampa. Florida and Tampa. I think it's really? going to finish Florida, Tampa, Toronto, and then Boston in that division. But then. How will Boston eliminate the Leafs in Game Seven of the first round? <laughs> They're not going. It to. It has to happen because play in series because, <laughs> because Tampa Bay is going to eliminate them in four. <laughs> you love to see it. Do you think that Thatcher Demko will pass Luongo as the best Canucks goalie of all time? Well, that's pretty. Yes, that's, <laughs> it's very early to ask a question like that. I mean, he's only been our starter for one season. Yes. Also, is it? Is it a true statement to say that Roberto Luongo is the best Canucks goalie of all time? No. He's the most winningest goalie in Canucks history. Really? But he's also had the fortune of playing on some very, very good teams. And then as soon as we got bad again, we traded him out. So. Yeah. Thoughts on Tampa breaking the cup? Oh, yeah. Oh, how they dented it? (laughs) Yeah. Um Well, that's about par for the course with them, isn't it? I mean, they've won one. It's the second one. Whatever. You don't care as much once you win, too. And it's funny that it got shipped back to Montreal to get fixed. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. Slap in the Salt face. in the wound. So this question comes in, and uh, I'm kind of disappointed that I'm the one that has to read this question because I think it's ridiculous. I think it's a great question. I I'm think excited it's a stupid question. <laughs> Should the Canucks trade for Dante Fabro? The Preds are in a stacked central division where they will be lucky to have a wild card spot. And I think they will be starting a rebuild soon. Well, if that's your opinion, Jake. Um, <laughs> and I certainly agree 100%. Not. Yeah, I, I know you were quoting the question. Um, well, he, here's my thing. So should the Canucks... Let, let's take this one piece at a time. Should the Canucks trade for Dante Fabro? Yes. I, I like Fabro. But yes. what do the Canucks have to give up to get such a player? Tanner Pearson. A hell of a lot. I'm thinking... Jet Wu. I, I was going to say Jet Wu would be part of the package. I, I was going to say that. Jet Wu and a second, and I think Nashville takes the takes the trade. Jake doesn't take the trade. No, I just... Just look at the way your GM is trading right now. I think we could get him. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea what Poyle's doing. You could probably get him for a pack of peanuts. Um, but no, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Dante Fabro's untouchable for at least the next few years. So, like, the trade offer would have to be absurd to get him. It would have to be, like, Besser. To yeah. get him, what? But, but I have, yeah. I have, I have well, a he's question. untouchable. He's a he's a twenty-two-year-old defenseman who's solid that they're banking on to grow into a top-two defenseman. I have a like it would you. have to be that big in order to actually get him out of Nashville. Do you think Victor Ardvitsen was untouchable? Fuck off! <laughs> I did. Yes. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Fabro to the Canucks. No, you're. Well, you're. I'll tell you this right to hell now. You're not getting uh, Besser. I'd say like no. I don't think that 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 the Nashville Predators would get Besser. I'm just saying that's probably what it would take. It would have to be like an, it would have to be like an exorbitant amount of pieces or one huge piece to get 
Fabro out of Nashville because nope. he, just he he wouldn't get traded. I it, just I can't see it. This is this is even hard for me to say, but like if I was GM, like I love Hoaglander, but my offer would be Hoaglander and Wu. That wouldn't do it. I don't think. I, I think it would. Yeah, seems fair. I mean, you are rebuilding after all. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna hang on to Eckholm, Duchesne, Johansson, like just so many other pieces, and trade their young star defense. Well developing star defenseman i doubt it next question here who will be seattle's captain i don't think anyone on the roster right now jaden schwartz oh god <laughs> no um no. callie yarn croak <laughs> uh, i think their captain is not with the team yet i i think it's going to be someone they will acquire over the next season or two so when do they actually name a captain they could go a bit. Vegas went, what, three seasons without a captain? Yeah, something like that. It's going to be Drieger. And that's the thing. I don't think you have to wait necessarily three seasons, but you have to wait for the right player. And Giordano, he was the captain in Calgary, but he's not going to be part of this team long enough. You got to think, you're the first captain in franchise history. The Kraken are going to want that to be a notable player from their history. And no offense to anyone on the roster, but I, I don't think they have that right now. Who was the first player signed? They should just give him the C. The He's in college, to... so... There you go. Make him the captain. He's going to be there a while. Sure. <laughs> just give it to Matty Beneers. I mean, he looks like captain material already. Looks like he's 35 and college educated. Yeah. <laughs> Working at his dad's law firm. Oh, God. Who's better? Pedersen or Line A? Pedersen, it's not close. Is that even a question? <laughs> Who is going to win the first game in Seattle between Vancouver and Seattle? I'm going to go with the Canucks. The first game in Seattle, I'm not going to lie. I want Seattle to win that. I don't. Like, I, I'm it's a their home fan. opener in their inaugural season. I mean, yeah. like, how can you not want the, <laughs> that That's team the to win? Like, I'm, I'm a diehard Canucks fan, but I want the Kraken to have that moment. Yeah. I don't want I don't want them to win a game in the crack house. <laughs> I want them to lose every single game. Why? Which why you got it out for them? That's their new team. I also wanted Vegas to lose every single game and they Oh, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> and they won every freaking game. <laughs> Who would be the next goalie captain? Bobrovsky. UC Saros. Oh no. god, enough with this. I'm going with Trigger. Trigger. <laughs> No, right. he's going to get the C he's right off the, the bat. the C in Seattle. You know what? Right now, if you genuinely had to pick one, looking at all teams and their situations and everything. If Weber retires, Carey Price. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. With Price, or sorry, with Weber either retiring or being out for what's looking like quite a while, I would name Price, even as like an interim captain, if you want to call it that. Just, you know, someone to lead the guys while the captain's away. Marc-Andre mm -hmm. Fleury. Probably not. Yeah, take the C away from Jonathan Taves? Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I heard that, actually, that when uh, Crosby had that major concussion a while ago that they talked about naming an interim captain for the team while he was gone. And then Malkin shut it down. Malkin came in and was like, nope, nope, we're not doing that. In, yeah. in Russia, nobody gets to see. <laughs> well, they, sa they said that, like, it was funny because of his accent. One of the players was talking about, like, I guess like four or five players got together to have this discussion to say, hey, should we name another captain? They said it was like an hour-long thing. They were all getting kind of mad at each other. 
They said the whole conversation ended when Malkin stood up and went, this stupid Sid captain, and just walked away. (laughs) Legend. Uh, Which team in the NHL needs a rebuild? I think I know Jake's answer. (laughs) Yeah, I've only been saying it every episode. Nashville. Calgary. (laughs) Stop bullying me. No, Calgary, they they do. They need to go into one. And, And it's hard... For them to admit it because they're in a spot where realistically, if you look at the timeline, they should be hitting their stride right now. Yeah, this this should be their window. Yeah. And, they should and, be at like the peak of their window. Right and now. it's not close. No. They're, they're not close to being successful. So, no. and I know it's hard to do when you have these really good pieces and you just can't put it all together, but you have to tear it down and start again. These pieces yeah. are valuable right now. Imagine what you could get. For Monaghan and Goudreau, yeah. right? You can get, think of the firsts and even the seconds that you could get for that. Or the A-tier prospects. Yeah, You can get a lot in return for those guys. So I'd, uh, if Calgary's smart and looking to the future, which they're not, <laughs> they would start rebuilding, I think. You know you know who I feel bad for? It's Columbus. Yeah, well, just no one wants to stay there. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like every team should just give Columbus their best player just for one year. They should get one random expansion draft for no yeah. reason, and we don't get to protect anyone. Exactly. <laughs> Not so even like, really an expansion draft. <laughs> so, like, their first line would just be r- ridiculous. You just have, like, Panarin, McDavid, McDavid and whoever, whoever you want, uh, Kucherov. Yeah. And, yeah, and you have, like, McKinnon as your second-line center. It would, just, it would be nuts. Love to see it. Next question is, do you think that the Seattle Kraken will incorporate a fisherman logo? I feel like the New York Islanders might have an issue with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they tried that, and uh, yeah, it only lasted one year. Well, do you remember the reverse retro thing when everyone got excited that they thought that's what it was going to oh be? Oh, my God. Why wasn't they, it? They just made their actual jersey like two shades darker yeah. because apparently that's what it looked like in the 70s. Like, where was that Fisherman's logo? That was yeah. one of the coolest jerseys in hockey. Dude, yeah, it was it's, hated. I know. I know <laughs> it was, but everyone loves it now. Look online. There's no hate to that thing. Everyone yeah. loves it and wants it back. They yeah. should just put crack on their jersey. Crack? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like like how the lightning have the bolts. Yeah. Cracking can have crack. crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> crack. They can even spell it with a K if they want. Like, I don't know. You want well, to spell yeah, literal? Of course it would be spelled with a K. That's what the team spelled like. <laughs> yeah, they should have a jury that just says blow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking meth. <laughs> yeah, there's your, there's your alternate right there. Oh, my God. Great. Oh, man. What's the worst move the Canucks have done so far this offseason? Buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going uh, Oh, honestly? I might say the Pullman contract. You think the Pullman contract is worse than the OEL trade? Yes. The thing is, like, I'm really trying to weigh it, right? With We shedded a bunch of cap, but only for one season. We took on one really bad contract that lasts a while, but it is just one contract. It's something that down the line, if we really need to get rid of, we can trade a draft pick and get rid of it. Right? And it's, it's a, optimistic. But think about what worst else we got in the league. Maybe, but think about what else we got in that. We got a solid second line winger. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, but and just And <laughs> you got no cap but, relief. Oh, OEL is took 12%. Oh, yeah, OEL <laughs> is not going to be an Ericsson situation because OEL is still going to play. 
Exactly. For a bit. And, and when they got Erickson, they thought he was going to play. Yeah, but OEL for a few years can be a top two guy for your team. And here's the thing. We probably could have gotten rid of Erickson easier if we didn't also have to try to get rid of Roussel and Beagle. And, well, admittedly, we just waited Sutter's contract out and resigned him. But we had so many bad contracts to deal with, we couldn't even focus on one. Now at least all of our problems are in one place. So we can, when down the road, when we have to get rid of it, we can make the moves to do that. Do they still have so many bad contracts? We have, Pearson. I would say... Pearson, Myers, OEL. No, well, OEL is the contract we're talking about. I so know. You can't list him saying, as another contract. Well, I'm just listing all so the we contracts. Have OEL, Myers, Poolman, Pearson. Pearson. So that's that's four. It's about the same amount we had before, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. at least Pearson is only three years and not six. Poolman is four years and not six. And uh, Myers is four more years. And not, not six, six. <laughs> But the thing is, too, before when we were trying to get rid of those bad contracts, we were rebuilding. And the problem was, what does a team want when they take on a bad contract? Either a good young player, a prospect, or a high draft pick. We didn't want to give those up because we were rebuilding. We needed them for ourselves. When this team starts to hit its window and we need that cap space to sign pieces to help us win a cup, we can get rid of those first round <coughs> picks because we don't need them right away. We're not budgeting for the future anymore. We're trying to invest in the now. Could we spin this OEL thing around and pick up Eichel? That possibility. That would be the best trade <laughs> in the history of pro sports. One for one. Eichel for OEL. Yeah, no. And Love they can take it. the cap relief. Yeah. No, the Canucks will retain 12%. <laughs> yeah, we'll retain Arizona's 12%. Okay, we got another question here. If Vancouver and Edmonton meet in the playoffs, who's taking that series? Well, the old hardened Canucks fan in me wants to say Edmonton because we can't have nice things. And uh, Connor McDavid seems to kind of have our number. Yeah, but mainly when Edler was on the ice, and we don't have to worry about that anymore. That's true. You're right. No, now we have a top pairing of Hughes and Hamannick. <laughs> yeah, hey. we're, we're good. Could be Hughes and OEL. We don't know the pairings yet. That's so much worse. <laughs> and shutting down McDavid. Okay, that okay, is okay, so okay, okay fine, fine, fine. Hughes and Myers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Myers can just reach from one I don't end of the ice we, to the other. I don't think we should have yeah, Hughes on the ice at all if he were putting him against McDavid. That is a horrible idea. Yeah. yeah. I think we should go like Myers and Hamannick. But, but what I will Rathbone say is Rathbone and Taveras. What I will say is this, is that it would be a fun series to watch, I think. We both have... Some pretty high-end offense now. I think the Canucks obviously don't have McDavid and Dreisaitl, but offensively, we definitely have more depth than the Oilers. So I, I think it would be a really interesting... We have a third line. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> we have a second line, too. It, it would be interesting to watch. I I, I would enjoy it, but I, I think Edmonton would win it. I'm going to go with Vancouver. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for going with us. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I think it would be a sweep. Yeah, for Vancouver. For Edmonton. Vancouver. The, the problem is, is Edmonton doesn't have a second, third, or fourth line. Or defense. Yeah. Or a goalie. See, we at least have a goalie. Yeah, Edmonton we, has a goalie. He just happens to be 40. <laughs> we don't have any defense. They don't have any defense. That cancels Thatcher out. Demko wasn't born when he was drafted. <laughs> 
We have four lines of offense, and they have McDavid. We have a shot. <laughs> All right, we have another question along the same lines as the last one. If the Canucks met Vegas in the playoffs again in a bit of a rematch, who's taking that one? Yeah, we're getting sweeped. <laughs> That's Vancouver. a terrible, awful matchup that I don't want to think about. But then again, I did say that when we <laughs> met them in the bubble. I said that when we met them in the bubble and we pushed them to seven games. Sorry, Thatcher Demko pushed them to seven <laughs> games. Um, but that was, um, yeah, we'd lose. We'd lose very badly, I think. See, after Montreal knocking out Vegas last year, I mean, I don't know. I'm going Vancouver as well. But see, I don't understand how Vegas beat Colorado and then lost to Montreal. Like that... It doesn't make it sense just, that Montreal won any, any series. Vegas is only yeah. built for Colorado, I think. They're, they're a built, well-built team. Yeah, they are. They're well-built to play against well-built players, but they're not well-built to play <laughs> like, against. They were yeah. just confused well, the yeah. whole time. They were like, what's if, going on? Dude, if, Mark, if, Stone, on. Mark Stone didn't look like he knew where he was out there. Yeah. <laughs> if Buffalo makes it to the playoffs, forget it. No one's going to know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Easy Jeff, road to the cup. Isn't Jeff Skinner making like a gajillion dollars a year? Yeah, for like the next 12 years too. He's going to be there forever making What a contract. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when they signed it, everyone was like, what? he's already bad. Like, why are you <laughs> signing him to this? Well, he had that one year where he had like 40, 40 yeah, goals. Yeah, he, he had like a contract year was his only year other than like his rookie season where he did okay. Anyway, let's move on. Bieksa or Hamannick? Oh, I'm going Bieksa. Yeah. If you're talking no, about in their primes, Bieksa. I will still even take if it's BX. not even if it's just no. today, I'd still take Bieksa. I think you guys underrate how good Hamannik is defensively. Yeah, he but Bieksa can one yeah, punch but, people. That's Kevin Bieksa is hilarious. I'm still taking him. Okay, all right, I'll give um, you that. Next question: uh, Do you think Monahan will get back to his normal self, or will he keep declining? You just keep got to, you know, once you rip the Band-Aid off, don't put it back on. <laughs> just leave it alone. You never know what a change of scenery can do for a player. You see it all the time where a player gets traded and they find a gear that they couldn't find before. So yeah, I won't I mean, say he could never get back there, but I don't think he can with Calgary. Also, back there implies that he was at a really high level. And I don't think Monaghan's ever been like a... Uh, elite star forward. No, but I he's disagree. been good. I, I don't. He's had I, some. He's had some solid. I wouldn't say a sure. star, but he, I, he's been one of those players where it's like, okay, I would easily take this guy on my team as my one of my top centers for sure. Yeah. No, I fully agree. And Perennial I think, second I think, line. I think he can get back there. Yep, for sure. Again, I just don't think it's in Calgary. I think he needs a new team. Yeah, he could get like the Phil Kessel treatment. You know, like yeah. Phil, Phil Kessel in Toronto was a great player on a terrible team, went to Pittsburgh, turned his career around, and won two cups. I Could happen. And him. then went to Arizona, turned his career uh, back let's around. Let's not talk about where he is now. I think okay, they should but, send him to Detroit. I mean, Monaghan in Detroit would be pretty cool. With Larkin? Yeah. And Verona? Verona? I could see it. Change yeah. of scenery? Yep, I see it. All right, well, thanks for all the questions this week, guys. We had uh, quite a few. It was a lot of fun to get through those. Um, but unfortunately, uh, Marcus, would you mind um, just taking a look at your watch there? Oh, my goodness. Look at the time. It is so late. It is almost time for Tyler's Tyler Surprise Headline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. We will update that intro music eventually. Me oh, too. So bad. It's so good. So good, but so bad. <laughs> and uh, just while you get your headline ready there. 
uh, that gives me a chance to do this. What are you going to do? It'll make you laugh. <laughs> It'll make you cry. It might make you attempt to light someone's house on fire <laughs> and miss. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boys. All right. All right. Give it to him. <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> FDA warns Americans to stop taking horse dewormer for COVID-19. <laughs> you are not a horse. <laughs> Thank you. It's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said. To oh me. my God. Where's the logic in that? Oh my God. COVID-19 gives you horse worms. <laughs> Doctors in the United States are seeing a rash of self-inflicted poisonings oh. as people infect, infected with COVID-19 try to self-medicate against the virus using <laughs> horse dewormer. <laughs> like, here's the thing. If you don't want the vaccine, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, we'll get over it. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, just can you die quietly? <laughs> you, you gotta go eating or injecting yourself. With horse dewormer? <laughs> Do you hear yourselves? This is the US FDA's tweet. You are not a horse. You are, <laughs> <laughs> you are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. <laughs> you should not use this to treat or prevent COVID 19. Oh, God. Oh, my. The lengths people will go to to not get the vaccine it just honestly <laughs> first of all i feel bad for the one horse that's been trained to read english and is reading this going you can't tell me what i am <laughs> tell me what to do yeah a horse walks into a bar <laughs> okay <laughs> ouch oh, man. oh my god by the long face yeah <laughs> wow uh that's oh that's brutal this i just don't understand but i can't believe they had to put out a tweet about it like I there know. was enough people doing this they were like oh my god we need to get the word out this is like worse <laughs> than the tide pod thing or you know, oh, the, the tide pod thing was pretty huge though when, when trump said like he was like hey you know it'd be cool if there was a way to like just get it out with like laundry detergent and people started injecting themselves with laundry detergent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If bleach kills COVID on the outside, could bleach kill it on the inside? Well, and then like some of his followers were like, let's find yeah. out. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, Trump also claimed that the malaria drug would also help yeah. with COVID. <laughs> so they're trying everything and anything over there instead of getting the vaccine. Jesus. Literally hundreds of things. Thousands of doctors have explained that it's safe. And again, no one's forcing you to take it. <laughs> but why horse dewormer? <laughs> oh, Unbelievable. Man. Oh, my God. Well, gentlemen, on that note, <laughs> let's put a cap in this one. It's been a lot of fun. Episode 21 is now in the books. We've been doing this for five months. Close to half a year. Jeez. We're getting there. <laughs> we sure are. Anyway, thanks for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. We'll catch you next week. Um, send us your questions in the inbox uh, of our Instagram account, at Vancouver Boys Podcast. Uh, same place on TikTok, at Vancouver Boys Podcast. If you want to get a hold of us for serious business inquiries, our email 
is VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. Um, I think that boat wraps it up here, boys. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Peace.